So welcome back after a pretty long break to our reading of Canto 11, Chapter 24, The Philosophy of Sankhya. We're up to, we're up to text number 21 which is, uh, in the book, it's, it's page, uh, uh, yeah, page uh, 550, 550, that's what it is. This is a fairly short chapter, and uh, where it ended up is... It's basically given a capital description to Sankhya philosophy and in terms of Sankhya philosophy described creation. And now we turn to annihilation. Uh, how the Lord uh, creates the universe. And uh, so that's been up to now. And then text 20 as long as the Supreme Personality of Godhead continues to glance upon nature, the material world continues to exist, perpetually manifesting through procreation the great and derogated flow of universal creation. You notice how his glance is like supplying the energy by which it goes on. Yeah. Uh, so now... Uh, uh, text 21 which I'll read say first Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Excuse me. I hope we can maybe finish this chapter today because as you can see in your book, if you got the moment 22 to 27 is done as one big drum. Makes it hard in a way. I've broken it up. Anyway, so 21 um, goes like this. Viranmaya sadhya mano lokakalpa vikalpakaha panchatvaya visheshaya kalpate saha. I am the basis of the universal form which displays endless variety through repeated creation, maintenance, and destruction of the planetary systems, originally containing within itself all planets in their dormant state, my universal form manifests the varieties of created existence by arranging coordinated combination of the five elements. Now it says here, uh, virat, this viran, uh, is a grammatical ending to, from virat, the universal form. Uh, 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 I am, and he says here, I am the basis of this form. It is maya asajamana, Pervaded by me. And loka kalpa vikalpakaha. Vikalpakaha means manifesting the variety of kalpa. The kalpa is a unit of time. 
there's so many kalpas and mahakalpas, periods in which there's creation, maintenance, destruction, then another creation, maintenance and destruction. Uh, every day of Brahma is called a kalpa. And so there's devastations, smaller devastations, and largest devastations. At the end of every Manu, there's a devastation. And anyway, uh, <clears throat> just as right now where I am, it's winter time, kind of devastated. Or seasons change, and spring comes, and things grow and flourish, and then. Fall comes and the leaves fall and then everything is cold and chilled. That's the cycle. So this is this is uh, 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 what's going on, and it goes on on a big scale too. Uh, uh, so here. Uh, when, uh, by the way, there's a purport here that simply says, quoting Shudar Swami, the commentator, the word maya, that is to say, by me, uh, refers to the Lord in his form as eternal time. Vishnu uh, Chakravarti uh, Thakur, commenting on this verse, uh, he says, he uses this, this verse as, uh, because it mentions time, uh, it's translated a little differently. The visible universe composed of various species and their subdivisions along with various worlds pervaded by me as time then becomes suitable for destruction. Uh, because this uh, uh, it takes it I pervade the universal globe by my form as time so what's next? destruction uh, time is creation and destruction uh, when, it, when it mentions here uh, he takes this this uh, uh, this uh, combination of the f reference to the five elements, that is to say, the five gross elements or, or the five tanmatras, uh, uh, when it's fit for division into the uh, uh, five elements, that means, he says, the universe is fit for destruction because it's then disassembled by these five elements. They start disassembling. And that's what's being described now, how this takes place. But he takes this as the introduction to the destruction. And here he translates text 22 through 27, like uh, the BBT follows him uh, as one big verse. <laughs> Uh, in order to study it, I've broken it up a little bit, and I don't know if you'll be able to follow me here, uh, but I'll do one each verse at a time. I won't read the whole 
big long thing. Well, if you want to see the whole big long thing, you can uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, let me just take it part by part. So the text 22, Anne praliyate martyam anam dana suliyate tana bhumau praliyante bhumir gandhe praliyate. Now, you notice, first of all, in this two lines, you've seen the word praliyate repeated three times, three, three times, and liyate, basically a short version, uh, once. And through this, you see this word praliyate becomes merged. Uh, the, 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 uh, you, 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 have, you have the verbal root li. L long I B, which uh, basically can mean to stick to, adhere to, or it also means to hide or cower down in something, disappear, to vanish. So then you put this suffix praliate to become dissolved or reabsorbed in. So it's used that way, liate and praliate. So it says here, Ane praliate marcham. And this takes, uh, this, this Ane is Ana, uh, meaning food. Now, now, Ana in Bengali and other languages now is rice. <laughs> but the original meaning is food. And since your main food... It's just like the word corn. The original meaning of the word corn is the main grain of a country. So in America, corn refers to what's in England called Indian corn. And that corn can be oats or corn can be various grains, wheat, whatever the main grain is. So because of so the same similar sort of way, the word originally in Sanskrit, ana, food, becomes in the vernacular languages like Bengali and Hindi uh, rice, because that's the main food, you know. So, so, uh, so here, ana, yeah, and ane is a locative ending. Uh, marcham, the mortal body, praliate becomes merged ane in food. In other words, we're reversing things. Our, our, our body is made of food that we consume, or our mother in the womb consumes. So now it's reversed. At the time of annihilation, the mortal body of the living being becomes merged into food. Food merges into the grains, so that the grains are next down up. The grains are next. Food merges into grains, and the grains merge back into earth. Because even if you're a meat eater, those things that you eat, they, they age you know, grains, flowering plants, things like that. You know. uh, so here you see a whole process of annihilation. Uh, living body become merged into food. You do other, if you, you know, you're not filled up full of you know, preservatives, you get eaten. <laughs> the body gets eaten. 
and then food merges into grains, grains merge back into Umo, the earth. And then the earth, now this is a, becomes merged into Gante, fragrance, or smells. Because here what, what's happening is you're getting, uh, it's already been described, how the, out of ahankara, false ego, in ignorance, the gross elements and the subtle elements evolve. The, the gross elements being uh, earth, going from ghost to subtle, earth, water, fire, air, and ether or space. Uh, and uh, they're subtle because each, each, of, each of the elements, uh, uh, space is the subtlest because it's, by subtle we mean less perceptible to the senses. So space is considered to be akasha, that's the Sanskrit, akasha, it has an object of sense perception, sound. Krishna says, I am sound and ether. Uh, Shabda. So that, 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 that this, this tanmatra is the subtle form of space, is sound. And then each element, as it evolves, then... then when creation takes place, then again, the sound is, the, an, another thing is added to it, sparsha, uh, the objects of the sense of touch, like heat and cold and, and, and rough and smooth, and then air is manifest. It has two tanmatras. And then next is rupa, form is added, uh, radiance, objects of the sense of sight and then the gross element is fire and then uh, then you add another ton matra each one has its own particular uh, uh, ton matra and that particular ton matra is called the guna vishesha the uh, particular vishesha you know a concrete but the particular quality of that element so that the difference between fire and water is rasa. This thing is added, and then you have apa, water, and then finally odor, earth, the grossest element. But you notice what starts are the objects of perception. I mean, to me, this, this seems to suggest that consciousness is there because... To be an object of perception, there has to be something that's conscious or perceiving. So this is something like uh, the European 19th century philosophy, even earlier, uh, idealism. You know, that everything, the, the world is really an idea, an idea in the mind of God, you know, that that's... In other words, the best way to understand reality is in terms of mental categories. And uh, this seems to say that the, the gross elements, how do we know a gross element? Only because we, the perception, but the perception creates the elements and not the other way around. Our usual thinking, yeah, the gross elements are there and they have these 
qualities, these primary and secondary qualities, they call them in philosophy, and we perceive these qualities and the elements out there. But here, at least when creation and destruction is there, you know, it's, it's, it's the qualities of us that you perceive that make the element. Uh, anyway, that's so. What's uh, so? What's happened here? You see, uh, the li living entities uh, become merged into food. Food merges into grains. Grains into less less differentiated form uh, that our bodies are made out of. And then, Earth becomes its merges into its. Uh, uh, tanmatra, ganda, uh, fragrance or smells, uh, that's uh, earth. Uh, it becomes so this way. You're 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 now going backwards. The creation has been reversed, and this is when it uh, starts. Uh, uh, that's in 22. Then 23. Then this continues. Apsu praliyate gandha. So now, uh, 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 let me read. Apsu praliyate gandha apascha swagune rase liyate jyotishi raso Jyoti Rupa Praliyate. Notice again the repetition of Liyate Praliyate. Huh? Apsu Praliyate Gandha. Fragrance Gandha merges into Apaha, water. Uh, in other words, the thing that... This, so... Uh, the, the, this... This water that's there, which is distinguishing feature rasa, it's it's taken away. Uh, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. For, for Gantha is now removed from earth. So basically, earth becomes water. It turns into water. Uh, that's what happens. Yeah, it turns into water. And then water, then uh, the gross element uh, uh, merges into its swaguna, its own quality, which is rasa. Uh -huh. And that rasa then uh, uh, merges into uh, uh, fire, which merges into its subtle quality of form. Like zigzags. <laughs> so, the, so, the, so the, what's happening is, is that each of these are removed. Uh, it goes back to the next element. Earth becomes water. Water becomes fire. Fire becomes air. And air becomes space. But they go from uh, odor enters. Odor disappears into water, and so the earth vanishes. Odor merges into water, and the earth vanishes. Because, because they come out, so they're there in some subtle form like that. You know? uh, 
So this is what happens. Fragrance merges, odor merges into water. Water, then water merges into its own quality of uh, earth has gone into odor. Odor has gone into water. Water goes into taste. Taste goes into fire. Fire goes in, into form. So it's just like here. I've got this little chart here. You don't have it. <laughs> they're, 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 if you have a graph like this, it's a kind of a zigzag uh, 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 thing here. Um, uh, then text 24, Rupam Vayal Sachas Parashe, Liyate Sopichambare, Ambaram Shabdhan Matra, Indriyani Sayonishu. Then uh, form the, the Tan Matra of fire. Right? Fire is now just its, its Tan Matra. That merges I I into. Uh, well, they say it merges into touch. Okay, it merges into touch. And then touch, uh, they left out the air. Touch merges into, uh, uh, into ether, to space. And then, uh, oh yeah, bayu rupam, four merges into, they left it out in the translation. Bayu is there. Okay. Uh, then, then ether finally merges into the sensation of sound, shabda. That's how it starts. It starts with sound, and it goes down. So now, it's everything's withdrawing. It's going back. The the the, the uh, effects are returning into their causes. Uh, and, and so it says here. Uh, then this is interesting. The senses all merge into their own origins. Uh, indriyanis, through this last little pada, half line, indriyanis ayonishu. The, all the senses return in this way to their sources. Ayonishu. Yoni is the source of birth. Uh, there's a difference here because um, here in this commentary, I don't probably following Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, the presiding demigods, uh, whereas Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says Ahankara and Rajas. Now I just think there's two ways of looking at the same things, but but but. Each of these uh, um, e each of the 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 uh, so so this then then because then it says here the senses so that's a whole other thing the senses the sen the senses remember there's two kinds yanindria and karmindria the the uh, I, I prefer the word instrument, because the karmindriyas are instruments, if you say senses of action, we don't usually think of that in English, but the, the, the instruments of action, and then the, 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 the gyanindriya, the instruments of knowledge. The gyanindriya, the world comes into you, and karmindriya, you work 
back on the world. Right? This is your and each of there are five of each, and each of them has a deity that presides over all of them, whatever they may be. I mean, when we say one of the, the one of the karmendriya is uh, karo, the two hands. It's in the dual, the instruments of you know, manipulation. But other uh, other animals have instruments of manipulation that maybe its mouth may function as that, or it has some other doesn't have hands or two hands or has you know whatever. So the, the, you know, a dog has no hands, but it picks up things with its mouth. That's its instrument of manipulation. So these powers of manipulating objects, of locomotion, uh, we have the two legs, instruments of walking. A snake has no legs, but it's got another way of getting around. You know? so, so but these, these somehow with, with, uh, the, these instruments are there. Of course, you know, trees don't move. They have no instruments. Of, they're, they're more restricted. Uh, but in, in, anyway, these are, and some have wings, and we don't have wings. Birds and butterflies and, and so on. But, but some kind of instruments of locomotion are there. Whatever they are, there are uh, devas that run them. I can't tell you. You know, I can take my hands and I can do clever things with them. If you ask me how do I do that, I have no idea. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it makes it happen. Somebody else making it happen. These are the Davids. That they, they got. Uh, this is not so far, and it used to be, at least in Christian countries in the olden times, that these functions were assigned to angels that did it. And so you could see the, the connection with divinity. I mean, here, yeah, you know, what, what happened in the West is what the, the Max Weber, the famous German originator of sociology, called Entzauberung, uh, uh, the disenchantment. Zauber in German is Zauber uh, is magic. Zauber float of the magic flute. So the the enchanted the disenchantment of the world, or the de-divinization of the world, that's what's happened. Because if you know, if if you if you understand that the world is divine and there are other people running things. It kind of, you know, makes you a little more reverent and a little more aware of higher powers and maybe a, a little less, less exploitative. But as soon as we considered the world is vacant, it's all dead matter, we're the ones that can do what we want, then you, you know, the way is open for uh, wrecking the world, which we've been doing a very nice job of in the name of progress. So anyway, so these, these, these uh, senses are connected with the devas, which are here understood as their sources. 
They are in charge of them. You know, Agni uh, is in charge of Bach speech, uh, the mouth. Indra, uh, Demagod, uh, Indra of hands, Upendra of legs, Prajapati, the genitals, and so on. Uh, Varuna, the tongue, uh, Surya, the sun, the eyes, Vayu, uh, the god of wind, of the sense of the knowledge-gathering sense of, of touch, and so on. So these are the these are the things that uh, that. Uh, uh, these devas are there, and they are running the things as as part of the whole universal body. Um, that's the, the universal form of the Lord. So this is the other the other way that this is translated. Um, uh, the source is understood. Uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says it is false ego in the mode of passion because. When creation takes place, out of the mahatattva ahankara, false sense of self appears. Again, you see that consciousness is sort of first. You can't have a false sense of self. There's no sense of self at all. So there's the, the false ego, and then this false ego in goodness, passion, and ignorance, and then <clears throat> the out of out of ahankara the sense of, wrong sense of yourself, in tamas, tamagun, ignorance, that's where the gross and subtle elements uh, are, are emanated out of that. False ego, in rajagun, the mode of passion, that's where you get the knowledge-gathering senses and the active senses. And then in sattva, goodness in, in, uh, is the devas. Also, the subtle instruments of intelligence, buddhi, is also rajas and passion. That's because intelligence also directs the senses. And so it's, it's, it's in there with, uh, uh, and also prana, by the way. Prana is a form of air that becomes the living breath of living beings, the vital air that circulates through the chakras and so on like that, right? So that's all the things that are in, in, in passion. So, so manas is in goodness. And actually the mind, when it's pure, when the, when the mind is actually completely uh, purified, when it's separated away from Rajas and Thomas, passion and ignorance, then it's capable of perceiving God, of understanding God. So that's why Manas is very important in, in, that, in, that, in that way. Uh, and so, <coughs> excuse me, so that's why one, uh, the, the, the Devas are actually also evolved out of Ahankara, false ego, and goodness. Uh, along with the mind, and but they they preside over these these uh, senses uh, uh, that way, and then uh, uh, so the other way that's taken uh, by Vishnu Chakra, the senses all merge into ahankara in rajas, 
so they they would be that, and then they may take a further merger into the Davis. I mean, that seems a rational thing that that first mode of ignorance disappears, then passion is reabsorbed, and then finally goodness uh, like that. Uh, so that's what text 25, uh, and and they, that is to say, uh, the presiding demigods, merge into the controlling mind because they come out of of, uh, of a false ego, ego and goodness. And they say that Manasi Ishvare, the mind which is the controller, which itself merges into false ego and goodness. So the, 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 the devas, Manas is given some kind of priority here uh, as the, uh, the uh, 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 controlling line, uh, Manasi Ishwara. Uh, and then, then the next sentence, Shabdo Bhutadim Apiti Bhutadir Mahaprabhu. Uh, uh, then they go back to what happens to sound. Remember when we left, left off the subtle element, sound? Sound becomes one with false ego in the mode of ignorance. See, everything's going up now to a hunkara. And all powerful false ego, they call it as tabu. <laughs> the first of all physical elements merges into the total nature. Total nature is. Notice here is the word mahati, mahat. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, who, who, who says, why does he has uh, his understanding? The way the the, the way the way. Vishma Chakravarti understands this. You would translate the senses, first of all, they all merge into Ankara and Rajas. And then he says, O gentle Uddhava, this merges into the controlling mind, which itself merges into Ahankara in the mode of goodness. Sound becomes one with false ego in the mode of ignorance. And the an all powerful false ego. The first of the physical elements merges into the Mahatattva. Uh, and so Vishnu Chakravarti asks, why does Rajas, Ahankara, uh, uh, Ahankara, which is in the mode of passion, merge into the mind, which is the effect of Ahankara in Sattva? And he says, Ahankara in Rajas is made of both knowledge and action and takes the form of the knowledge senses and action senses, I said, instruments. The mind, however, is the controller of the knowledge and action senses. This is the thing that mind, even, even in like Aristotle, the mind is called the common sense because all the, both these are all feed into the mind which then coordinates and controls them. So that in that sense, the mind is more powerful than any of the knowledge individual knowledge acquiring senses and action senses. And so he says, thus it is said that the ahankara of rajas merges in the mind. Uh, uh, then 
Salīyate mahan sveshu guneshu gunavatta maha te vyakte sampraliyante tatkale liyate vyadye. The total material nature, uh, that's mahan in this verse, the total material nature, the primary repository of the three basic modes dissolves into the modes. These modes of nature then merge into the unmanifest form of nature, and that unmanifest form merges into time. So I learned something new in this verse, because uh, there's the Mahatattva, and then it says here, uh, and everybody that I can see translates it the same way, it then, Gunavattamaha, uh, uh, it dissolves into the modes. Mahatattva itself dissolves into the modes. And these modes then merge into the unmanifest form of avyakta, uh, the unmanifest form of nature. Uh, and uh, that, then it says that unmanifest form merges into time. Uh, again, uh, because, because yeah, time is the mixing factor, uh, and again, you can sh- sh- the way Manuswami that Kale in time, <laughs> the unmanifest the, these gunas merge into the unmanifest prakriti. This is pradana. Uh, that's unmanifest. So he says it happens in time, and they don't merge into time where here, another way of understanding it, merges into time. But anyway, they're along with time somehow or other. They're closer. But the time energy of Krishna is a kind of a separate energy, and it's the mixing factor. I want to finish this. <laughs> We're coming to the last text of this big thing. 27. Kalo maya maya jive, jiva atmani maya je. Atma kevala atma sto vikalpapaya lakshanaha. Time merges into the Supreme Lord. Uh, present in the form of the omniscient Mahapurusha, the original activator of all living beings. That origin of all life merges into me, the unborn Supreme Soul who remains alone, established within himself, it is from him that all creation and annihilations are manifested. So here, the BBT translation understanding, following some commentators, take the word jiva to refer to the Mahapurusha, the living, uh, the original activator of the living, into living beings, jiva, that Lord. You can use that's perfectly acceptable. And then that, because the Mahapurusha is an expansion of Krishna, so that merges into me, the unborn supreme soul who remains alone, established within himself. It is him from all that creation and annihilates a manifest. A different take on it, 
from Vishnachagavati Thakur. Here it says, time merges into the jiva covered by maya. doesn't mean you become one with time, but very close. The jiva is embraced by me, Paramatma, the unborn, who remains alone without covering, from whom creation and annihilation are manifested. So that's another uh, way of... Because you have these words, jiva, which... Uh, at that time uh, who is maya maye full of uh, transcendental knowledge but here it says time in the jiva who is covered by maya it's a completely different way of of reading this I'm sorry I don't know how to to, uh, anyway uh, you're getting uh, in, into very uh, subtle things. You know, it's, wherever you get on the borderline between matter and spirit, things get quite, quite confused or confusing. Uh, uh, but this, this is somehow or other com- comes back, uh, and then, uh, um, yeah, this is. Uh, Come, uh, the, 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 the jivas uh, uh, do not disappear. Uh, uh, they, they remain uh, also, he's, as it says here, embraced by me. Uh, they, they, they come within the, the body of the Lord, who are, but they're unmanifest, they're not acting. Uh, the time energy is wound up along with them somehow or other uh, uh, until the time for creation again and then they come back out again. So the time energy remains a distinct energy. The jivas remain distinct jivas. Somehow or other they're held together uh, uh, within uh, uh, the Lord's energies. Uh, and uh, that's how things get wound up. We have two more verses to go before the end of the chapter. Uh, There's not much to worry about them, so I'll just read them so we can say we finished the chapter. I'll just read the the English translation of 28. Just as the rising sun removes the darkness of the sky, similarly, this scientific knowledge of cosmic annihilation removes all illusory duality from the mind of a serious student. Even if illusion somehow enters his heart, it cannot remain there. So this is how one should think of things uh, uh, in this way. First of all, thinking about the winding up of the creation, uh, you become detached. And just thinking of how it comes and it goes on a vast scale, you can understand uh, uh, that that, uh, this is something that's that's temporary. Uh, So this scientific knowledge of annihilation should be studied because it helps uh, remove the mind of uh, of uh, uh, vicopicum 
duality or uh, because because you can see that uh, although Krishna is different from everything, nothing is different from Krishna. Everything is coming from from the Lord, and everything is pervaded from 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 the Lord. And uh, so, therefore, it is to be studied. And then 29, thus I, the perfect seer of everything material and spiritual, have spoken this knowledge of Sankhya, which destroys the illusion of doubt by scientific annihilation, analysis of creation and annihilation. The word here, this Sankhya Vidhi, this analytical Vidhi uh, rules, like Vidhi Lid is the case of what you ought to do. So Vidhi means a procedure or or rules for doing things. This Sankhya Vidhi, this procedure or method of analytical study uh, spoken by me, it breaks the bondage of doubts. And then Pratiloma and Anulobaya, by showing uh, both Creation and annihilation. You know that pratiloma literally means with the hair. You know, here's, here's, here's pratiloma, here's anuloma, against the hair. We'd say in English, with the grain, against the grain, you know. So, so uh, pratiloma, creation, anuloma, <laughs> it's like direct and reverse order, right? This is, this is how it works. Uh, 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 and then you can then understand uh, the para uh, and avara, both the superior situation of what is spiritual and eternal, and avara, the inferior situation of the material world. And so that means we can begin next week with a new chapter, which we'll send you out a big document for that, because this is the three modes of nature and beyond. A way of seeing material nature working in terms of the three modes. It is an extremely valuable way of understanding the world for those who wish to make spiritual progress. And I have a mini-page document using this chapter that's coming up and many other places in our literature where the modes are described. So we will, we will understand this. This is maybe a little esoteric for our purposes, but we get the main drift. <laughs> of uh, how the world comes out. And I believe that um, uh, it's true. <laughs> and I, I think that uh, it will become more evident as time goes on to people that, that well, just the idea that the, that the world proceeds from subtle to gross and that the subtle things are more powerful than the gross things. I mean, these are things that material scientists have begun to discover. How much power is there? You know, there's enough energy in a dime to blow up the whole world, you know. You can let it out. Where's all that energy there? And that, where is that energy? Well, it's just in mostly empty space. Mostly everything is empty space. It's amazing, and that's subtle. Uh, and, and that's where all this power is, and where does it come from? Huh? Uh, but of course, you can simply decree that that cannot be thought about. <laughs> that will solve that problem. <laughs> of 
forbidden topic. Okay, any questions or comments? We'll open it up now. All is clear, as they say in German. Everything is clear. <laughs> the people that have to recover from that short ride in a fast machine, huh? Okay, anyway, the next chapter is uh, related to this one in the sense that when, the, when the, the, these three modes of nature are very basic, you know, false ego and goodness, passion and ignorance are there from the beginning as fundamental characteristics, and now we can see how this is understanding these modes and how they work. We can see them at work in ourselves and, and how to retain to that... Uh, state of transcendence, ultimately. It was a question from Ramanandapu, or something in Hawaii. Hare Krishna, Shiva, Please accept my humble obeisances. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, my question is that um, I hope I understood correctly uh, is that process, uh, when we take Krishna consciousness, is that going exactly back, like winding everything, starting with uh, transcending the body and then going through more subtle and subtle elements, and then merging into Krishna consciousness? Merging into Krishna consciousness? Right, in the Krishna's consciousness, yes. This is, this is describing not really consciousness but material nature in a way. But the material nature is, is made for conscious entities. Uh, it's, uh, it's the opposite of modern idea that there's matter and then somehow or other this fizz appears on top of it called consciousness which we can't account for and can't relate to matter in any way we can. But, you know, the uh, consciousness means simply the ability to undergo experiences. If I, here I'm having my hands a mechanical a pencil. It's a machine that's made of material energy. It's completely an object. It's no way a subject. It doesn't undergo experiences. My body is also a little machine made of material nature, but in this body, I'm here. I undergo experiences. This pen doesn't undergo experiences. It has no significance for itself, only for others. I have significance for myself. So that, that consciousness is not really uh, um, uh, 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 the individual consciousness of the jiva is eternal, and uh, the material nature gives different ways in which that consciousness becomes filtered and expressed. But the but consciousness itself uh, remains there. 
from the jiva. I don't know if that really answers or applies, <laughs> even applies to your question. I'm not quite sure what you're getting at. But, but uh, 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 and uh, Krishna himself has this energy which is called the material energy. Uh, and that material energy comes out together with the conscious living entities. Uh, yeah, but it, 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 it is not that there's nothing but consciousness. There, there, is, there is the material energy also at the same time, but it's for the sake of conscious living entities uh, uh, satisfy their different desires or whatever else it may be that they want or don't want. Oh, thank you. But uh, that um, also the process of uh, de, de reversing the process, is that correct, my understanding? That, uh, I, I'm uh, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hear you very well. Say it again. Uh, do we uh, reverse our process by practicing Krishna consciousness by transcending? Is it start transcending the body and then ultimately the mind? That, that process of creation when you described that starts with a, with sound and goes all the way to the from the most subtle to the most gross. Mm-hmm. And by Krishna consciousness, when we uh, trans uh, uh, transcending. Uh, Gradually, is that goes backwards to the same way, like uh, from the growth? No, 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 no. So this, this is not that we ourselves do that by Krishna consciousness. This is what what Krishna does at the, it, to create the world and to destroy the world. Uh, we meditate on it as one of the, the acts of God and one that lets us see what this universe is made of. Uh, and that we, we, we are supposed to, Krishna consciousness means that we see everything in relationship to God. So when I see anything um, uh, like, like this, uh, this desk in front of me made of wood, I, I see this, there's this term, Shastra Chakshusha, you should see through the eyes of Scripture. But this is a material element. It's produced uh, by God to use in His service, and that I that I see the whole universe as, in one way or another, related to to God. And the ab- ability to forget God or not see God is also given by God for those people that want to forget Him. Uh, but we don't ourselves go through this, uh, at least as we practice Krishna consciousness, go through this uh, 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 self-destruction uh, by merging one to the other. I know some, some yogis may have some way of doing something like that, but that's uh, uh, not our, our process. Our process is rather that by using everything for Krishna's service and not for our own enjoyment, we can reconvert matter back into spirit. That 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 uh, uh, Prabhupada has described Krishna consciousness as the re-spiritualization of material nature. 
What, what, because spirit means that it's related to God. So if I'm using everything in God's service, then I see its spiritual nature. If I alienate it, then it becomes material. If I am a thief, I've taken, uh, taken away thinking of myself in God's place as the enjoyer and controller. And that's the modern enterprise, to be the enjoyer and controller of material nature. That's what everyone's trying to do, although they can't. I mean, what happens to them all? Do they succeed? The masters of the universe, as they used to call themselves, <laughs> in the days of the, when the guys are making money on the stock market like crazy, gambling with other people's money. I'm master of the universe. I think that we come like gods. Thank you. Ravinda Shriffer, do you have time for a question from me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It just so happens, by coincidence, we're studying the last chapter of uh, Second Canto, and uh, there's a whole description about the Virat there in chapter 10. Uh, the interesting thing is uh, when it's describing how everything is manifested from the Virat, um, there's no, at least in this section, no mention of Lord Brahma. Now, in no this description also, Lord, Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma, uh -huh. So in, in this section also, how the, describing how the material elements are merging back into their subtle and subtler forms, Brahma is not a part of that. That's true. So my question is that when there's the description in the Bhagavatam, like what we're studying in the last part of uh, the second canto, um, when the uh, demigods are created, are, is Lord Brahma create them, or does the Virat originally create the demigods? So there's two creations. Wait a second. There's two creations, the Sarga and the Sarga. So what, when we deal with the universal form, we're talking about Sarga, the creation of all the ingredients of the universe. Then, after that, Brahma appears, and he takes those things that have been produced, these 24 elements of creation, and then he assembles uh, <coughs> the, the rest of creation. So that's why Brahma is not mentioned. This is all, uh, the, these descriptions of the universal form, I think there in, in the Bhagavatam there's, Five times this is, uh, or maybe six times this is uh, described. Uh, uh, and so this is Sarga. If you, you, you look in the Bhagavatam, the different the, the topics of Bhagavatam, the first is Sarga, and the second talk is, is topic is Visarga. And Sarga is the creation by Vishnu, uh, and Visarga is the creation by Lord Brahma, who's the, the uh, what, what the Greeks call demiurgos, the, the, the creator, uh, demigod. Uh, 
So that that's why it's not mentioned. Okay. This is more esoteric. <laughs> There's another question by phone. Uh, Hare Krishna Prabhu, this is Acharya Das from Philly. Hare Krishna. Um, I'm not sure if you, uh, I'm not sure if you covered this because I missed a couple of patches of the class, but this uh, explanation how the mind is a product of false ego and the mode of goodness. Intelligence is a product of false ego and the mode of passion. Now, from my understanding of what mana and buddhi are and do, that always seemed kind of counterintuitive to me. I was wondering if you had some, other, some way to help me understand that or some rational way of looking at it. Is that is that clear what I uh, explained? Uh, 
the although it's in, it, it, it is formed from the mode of passion, it it directs our attention. The phenomena of attention: what you notice, what you don't notice, uh, what you see, what you don't see. This is all the phenomena of recognition. Is attention, because if you can have knowledge or cognition without recognition and knowledge without acknowledgement. You can recognize something. And so, it's stated very clearly in the third canto of the Bhagavatam that one of the functions of intelligence is to recognize objects. <coughs> so if, 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 if the intelligence becomes directed by Krishna uh, and therefore your senses, that's why it's important because uh, our, our senses in, in devotional service are used in Krishna's service. They're not rejected, like some people will, uh, so they don't understand the importance of buddhi and in, uh, in, in governing. Well, you can, in one sense you can by controlling. It is intelligence which used to control the senses, either this way or that way. So that's why uh, uh, this, this buddhi. Uh, is a, a, a important, uh, but buddhi, uh, if the, the mind is also like a kind of a sense, uh, but 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 mindsets, you know, mentalities, whole entire mentalities, that's determined by 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 buddhi. So can uh, I ask, ask this in a slightly different way? Krishna acts on, on the, the, the living entities, uh, uh, at least the human beings, to either cause them to remember him or cause them to forget him. Can I ask this, ask this in a slightly different way? Sorry, can you repeat that? We just got it on back onto speaker. I'm sorry? Can you just repeat your question? We just put the phone back on speaker. We didn't hear the first part. Okay. I appreciate that, but let me ask it in a, in a little more pointed way. Despite the, the creation origins of mind and intelligence, uh, does it then, or because of that, does it then follow that intelligence is inherently, that there's something inherently rajasic about it, compared to mind, which is inherently more sattvic? Or is, it, or, or is that connection not really there? That's what I'm trying to understand. Uh, I, 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 I. The mind is inherently sattvic uh, when it's pure. Well, you could say uh, the same a, thing about intelligence. In, in other words, uh, in its, which is its natural state. The natural state of the mind is, 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 is clear and pure and calm and unruffled, and in its natural state, it can understand God. So that, so, but in the process of coming to understand God, that we have to engage the intelligence. That, that's, that's my, my understanding. Uh, all of these things, goodness, passion, and ignorance, they're all three modes of nature. 
The transcendent situation is called Vishuddha Sattva. It's purified goodness. Uh, and in that state, uh, even the sense objects, the material senses, the material sense objects, all of them become purified. And they, 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 it's, in spiritual life, it doesn't mean that we have no bodies, that we have no uh, uh, senses of action and senses of perception, even in the spiritual world that's there, in spiritual bodies. Uh, so, so that's that's all going on there. But all everything there is this the Shuddha Sattva. Uh, but when when the modes work generally, uh, uh, that that when material nature, when things are coming into being, when things are being created, when there's great endeavor, then nature's in the mode of passion. When things are being destroyed and taking apart. It's in the mode of ignorance. When things are being maintained, it's in the mode of goodness. There's creation, maintenance, and destruction, and these are also in these categories. Uh, but that doesn't mean that that the, the the senses are necessarily ignorant. It depends on on on, uh, on uh, how much one has become elevated into the region of transcendence. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's a different situation. Three, there are three states of false ego. Right? So when the ahankara is dissolved, by Krishna consciousness, and then just it's your your sense of self is now that I am the servant of Krishna. Everything works in a different way, and there there's nothing detrimental either for the gross body or for the mind or for the senses or anything. Once the once once the sahankara, the spirit that I am the enjoyer and I am the controller, is gone. <coughs> Okay, thank you very much. That'll give me something to think about at least. All right. Okay, we have some more questions. Yeah. Um, so we have a question from Maharidi. He asks, uh, regarding Kala, or time, we have information from Bhagavatam that time can pass in a different in different ways, in different places in the universe. But is it possible to reverse the flow of time? I've never heard of being able to do that. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> I, I, you know, that, that to me is like almost something that's logically impossible. Because if you would reverse the flow of time, that would happen in time, you know? I mean, I, 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 I really... Anyway, I, I, I can't even get my head around that, uh, that idea. Okay, Kendra has a question. He asks, would it be proper to say that all this detailed information about the process of creation and annihilation 
can help clarify our view of the world and thus remove any false notion of establishing ourselves as permanent residents here. That's correct. My question is about the different ways to achieve real humility for any human being. How to achieve real humility? Um, well, one is to be realistic <laughs> because. The, because uh, I mean, one is just to think of of how important am I? How many people are there on the earth? How many thousands of years has human civilization been going on? How important am I? I'm not. I'm not very important, uh, and, and that's realism. Uh, and the idea of inflating myself to be some big deal or be some important thing is just an exercise in illusion. Uh, but the, but but the, but if if we can come to that, see, see people are terrified of being being humble because then it thinks I'm worthless. But what rescues us from that kind of low self-esteem, which is different from humility, I mean, low self-esteem is thinking I'm worthless and I can't stand it. I want to be a big deal. Uh, accepting that I am very small. You know, in the Vedic literature, the size of the soul is one ten thousandth the tip of a hair in size. We are constituted very, very tiny. Uh, and we accept it. But that, what, the other thing that I understand is that Krishna is great. And if you want, if you understand that Krishna is God and I'm a devotee, but I'm glad that, that you're God and I'm not. I'm not going to try to compete I'm not going to have my own little God project going, because that's what people have. They have, they have their God projects. Uh, this is mine, this I have this, I have that, I'm a big deal because of this, I'm a big deal because of that. People who are like downtrodden don't have anything in the world, but they have a big bowling score, they think I'm great, I'm the best bowler in my league, or whatever it may be, have something that I can think of myself as better than others great in some way. This is what people are trying to do. They have these little God cards, which is just unrealistic, because after all, I mean, we're a handful of dust. What will happen to our lives, our bodies, everything goes. We don't own anything. We say, I have so much. It'll all vanish in a second. It disappears. Huh? Even these people, like just recently, People in Russia thought they were really, really rich because they had so many, so much stock in an oil company, and suddenly they're poor. Like overnight, all their money vanished. Like it didn't exist. It was all imaginary. <laughs> it's just all imaginary. So the the thing that we should understand, however, is, is 
that for whatever reason, I am valued by God. That, that God wants to restore me to his side for a relationship with him. He wants a relationship. God already has a relationship with billions of perfected beings, but he still wants a relationship with me and you, each individual soul in this world. He wants a relationship. That means he values us. I don't know what I have to contribute. I don't know why he values me, but he does. Uh, and that should come from my own sense of self-worth, that somehow or other I'm worth something to God. What, did he, what does he want? So that way I have to get rid of all the garbage that's, that, that's collected. Uh, I've turned, I'm in this, we understand I'm in this world because I've turned away from God for some reason and started my own little projects. Let me get rid of them. Let me get rid of everything that blocks God's way and then that relationship that I have with God, which we do. The soul and the super soul are together like this, very, very tightly together. I just don't realize it. Once I begin to realize it, there's no problem being humble. In fact, the, more, the humbler we become, the more our love for God increases. Sometimes people think that, you know, materialists think that saintly persons are religious persons. They're masochists. They take joy in being punished. But they like self-abasement. Uh, but it's, it's not that the one likes to bow down or be humble for its own sake. It's just that when humility increases, our closeness to God increases. And you see that great devotees, they seek out humility, not because they hate themselves, but because just that the, the humbler they are, the more they appreciate other people, the more they appreciate great devotees, the more they think others are better than them, the more their love for God increases. That's why they, they seek out humility like that. Materialists don't understand it. Because the, the path, the, the world's path is the path of pride. The spiritual path is the, the path of humility. And if we are thinking of, of how great Krishna is, how great God is, then, then how can we become proud? You can only become proud by thinking, you know, you're taking God's place somehow or other. You're a big deal. Uh, so... Uh, that, that's why humility is very, very important uh, and why uh, we should... Uh, yeah, it's healthy. It's, and it's realism. It's simply realism. The Bhagavad Gita, you know, every living being is a spirit soul. Look how many there are. Look how many blades of grass there are. Look how many... I'm so tiny compared to, you know, there's so many living beings. Yeah, how can I be important? So people are always trying to make themselves important. They want their name on a building. They want to unnecessarily increase the pages of history. Another name for board school boys to have to remember in time to pass the exam and then forget. 
<laughs> causing trouble for others. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Okay. Till next week, and then we'll start with chapter 25, the three modes of nature and beyond. If you're, we don't have your name, and you would like to get our. Uh, chart, a uh, paper summarizing the three modes of nature, uh, let us know so we can send it off to you. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.